Amen, amen. I invite you to remain standing as you were able as we receive God's holy word to us this day and familiar scripture, but one which always has something new to teach us because God always has something new to teach us. Let us receive these words from Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angel had left them, the shepherds turned to one another and said, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You can be seated. And as you are, I invite you to turn with me in an attitude of prayer. God, we have prepared to receive you into our lives and into this world. In this moment, God, may we receive your word for us on this Christmas. The word that you would have us hear and receive. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This story is one which is so familiar to any of us who have grown up in the church and many that have not grown up in the church. Whether you have watched Charlie Brown or any of a number of Christmas specials, we know this story. But one of the things that I love most each and every year is getting to witness children hearing and receiving this story for the very first time, to see them trying to make sense of it. This year, I saw some wonderful pictures of this on my social media feed of kids who 
had been given different nativity sets or had borne witness to that and to see them try and figure out what this story was all about. One of my friends posted a picture of her little boy playing with the set and said that in his mind, this was more about Mary and Joseph kissing um, than about the birth of the little one that is left there on the table. Um, Another child, as they read and heard this scripture, um, had Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus fleeing in a John Deere tractor. Still another one had the sheep coming, not led by the shepherds, um, but in a dump truck that was driven um, by a camel. (laughs) Still another, as she saw the nativity set on her little counter at the home, said that when she saw the nativity set, it was not Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, but her mother and dad and baby brother in a bowl of spaghetti. (laughs) We all try to make sense of this story. And what these children's interpretations illustrate is the need for all of us to find ourselves in the story. We want to know that we have a place in the story of God. But whether it is due to church teachings or doctrine, or whether it is due to what we have been told by preachers or parents or the world, many of us are led to believe that we don't have a place in the story of God. That the story of God is not one for us, or is not one for a certain group of people. One of my favorite Christmas stories is that of the best Christmas pageant ever. A book that tells the story of when the worst kids in school, the Herdmans, took over the church Christmas pageant. The Herdmans were known for smoking cigars, for burning down supposedly the shed of one of the community members. The Herdmans were known for being mean and for stealing lunch money. The Herdmans were also known for not having parents at their house to take care of them. The Herdmans were known for being angry kids who had been lost and abandoned. And when the Herdmans decided to come to church for the free donuts and decided to insert themselves into the Christmas story, it didn't go over so well with the church. Because they could not imagine that Imogene Herdman, who was caught smoking cigars in the church bathroom, could have anything in common with Mary. (laughs) Or that one of the kids who was known for stealing lunch money could possibly be a magi that offers a gift to the baby Jesus. Or Gladys, who was known around school for scaring all of the people that were cast as the shepherds, how could she possibly have anything in common with the angel of the Lord who brought good news 
to those who were keeping watch over their flocks by night. How could these children who were broken, who were abandoned, who were lost and who let anger and resentment eat up their hearts and enter into the world through them, how could they have a place in the story of God? Many of us may have felt this way before. Now, we may not smoke cigars in the church bathroom, (laughs) or we may not um, chase around cats or burn down someone's shed, or maybe we have done that. Or maybe we are the people whose lunch money was stolen, or we are the ones who have been bullied ourselves. And we have received messages that the story of God is not for us. That we aren't good enough or worthy enough, angelic enough, pure enough to have a place in God's story. But if that is what we have been told, then we have been told a lie. Because the babe born into a manger is a sign for all of us that God is not done with us. That God wants to be with us no matter who we are or what we have done or what has been done to us. We have a place in God's story because in coming down to earth, God brought God's story to us. God entered into our story and made our story his. I recently heard a friend tell of when her mother was a little girl. And as her mother was a little girl, a toddler about three, she was old enough to know right from wrong. And this little girl had just gone against everything that her mother had told her while they were out Christmas shopping one day. She had thrown a fit, she had made a mess, and when they got home, her mother was just done. And she placed the little girl into her playpen uh, that she had outgrown a little bit as a playpen, but it sort of served as a, a seating moment of sorts to separate her out, to put her in her place and let her calm down. She puts her in the playpen as she goes to unloading the groceries and doing all that needed to be done in the preparations for Christmas. And the child's grandfather, the woman's father, comes in. And as he does, she says, do not take the little one out of the playpen. She is there thinking about the consequences of her decision. Do not take her out of there. But as the mother goes back into the kitchen and continues preparations, she hears crying turn to laughter. And she says, my dad took her out of the playpen. He did exactly what he was not supposed to do. But when she goes into the living room, she realized that he had not taken the child out, but that he had gotten in. 
That is the story of the incarnation. God coming to live among us, not because we are good, not because we are perfect, not because we deserve it, but because God wants a place with us. And God wants to help us. And God wants to walk with us in the mess and the muck of this world, to be with us in our brokenness and work to make us whole. Dietrich Bonhoeffer is, uh, was a Catholic priest living in Germany during World War II. He was part of the resistance. And from prison, he wrote what has been compiled as words from a manger. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer asked, what happened in that manger so many years ago? What happened? God had seen the misery of the world and had come himself in order to help. Now he was there not as a mighty one, but in the obscurity of humanity, where there is sinfulness, weakness, wretchedness, and misery in the world. That is where God goes. And there he lets himself be found by everyone. We all have a place in the story of God. And we all have a place in sharing the birth of this Savior with everyone. Because if we have a place in God's story, so does everyone in the world. This is good news of great joy for all the people. Thanks be to God.